0: Six days until the Jets kick off the season. There's nothing like New York, so I understand that. I appreciate that. Talk New York Jets football on the fan. This is an incredible sports town. There's a a lot of great franchises here. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app.
1: The end of August into September. What a difference. A week makes. A new month makes. Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to 2 a.m. We're going to talk sports. The Yankees win. Good job. Good job. Four in a row. More history made. The Martian. Did you see him put his finger in the air? The Mets win. Five homers tonight. Brandon Nimmo had two. Pete alonso has got 42 on the year. He might get to 50. We'll talk about it. Obviously, I'm going to lean into the conversation around the Jets and the Giants because, yes, we are here. It's week one. It's week one. Let's go. You wait a long time for the NFL to come around. Hopefully, you have uh, secured your fantasy drafts and teams and You're making your plans for Sunday, and you're ready to embark on another journey to Vegas, the Vince Lombardi Trophy in February. High hopes here in New York City that one of our two teams can bring it home, and why not? This is the last few days that we can lean into O&O, living the dream Before it gets real, I remind everyone that I talk to two things. One, as a fan, we all love football, but it comes with misery. It comes with pain. It comes with angst and anxiety. If you have a fantasy team, there's money on the line, and you might have drafted the greatest fantasy team in the world, but when they line up on Sunday, they might not put up any points. You might have somebody with a zero, uh, single digits, and you're going to be mad. You're also going to get all excited. You're going to see these match deposit bonuses. You're going to see these free bets. You're going to see all these promotions to join this platform and gamble here and bet here and send this to a friend and get this free bet. And then you're going to deposit. You're going to you know literally pull money from your bank account <laughs> and put it in there and make a bunch of parlays and uh, anytime touchdown prop bets and. Try and pick over and unders and spreads and when nothing hits because week one is wacky, you're going to be upset that you blew a couple hundred, couple thousand dollars on a Sunday watching football. Seven hours of commercial free football is coming up. So that's the one thing as a fan. Just just realize like it's fun, but it's not all fun. We always forget the other side of it. Your fantasy team losing, your bets not hitting. Oh, and then, of course, your actual team losing. Your team's going to lose. I'm sorry. At some point, your team's going to lose. No NFL team goes undefeated. There's going to be a week where you lose. It might be week one. And the thing that I say about week one, not for the fans, but for the players, the other thing, the second thing is that week one is preseason. There's a handful of quarterbacks that did not play in the preseason. So this will be their first time suiting up. Going out there with their first-string offense against another first-string defense. And in the NFL, any given Sunday, these are professionals. These are all pros. These are the best of the best coaches, players, and the environments are wild. Anyone can win. So definitely put some bets together. And don't lean into the uh, favorites or, oh, there's no way this team can't beat this team. No, if you think that there's a team that can't be beat, bet against them. This weekend, I bet the Houston Astros on Friday, the first game, thinking, yo, here we go. Justin Verlander for a fourth time. Minute Maid Park in Houston, the house of horrors. But, of course, down in Houston, Space City, the Martian lands. I don't know if the Yankees planned it this way, if MLB schemed it this way, but it was perfect, man. And uh, we'll definitely look back on the weekend and talk about The weekend that was, of course, now the Yankees sweep the Houston Astros. Of course, now they let the kids play, and these kids are ready to play. They don't look overmatched. I already mentioned the Martian. Like, How excited were you as a Yankees fan watching this kid's first at bat, first swing, 0-1 count against Justin Verlander? Justin Verlander doesn't know how to pitch the guy, so he says, here's a 94-mile-an-hour fastball over the plate. If you can hit it, hit it. And he hits it right over the Crawford boxes. I was geeked up. I mean, the whole holiday weekend, I got to watch the games, but I didn't get to watch every single pitch. But I made sure to have the game on with family, with friends, wherever I was. And I was pleasantly surprised. You know, you've, if you've listened to me, I tuck my Yankees gear. I said the last month of August, the dog days, the Yankees got dog walked. Couldn't win a series until the Tiger series, and they couldn't sweep that one out. I wasn't wearing my Yankees gear, but I was able to break it out this weekend and feel a little bit of pride, a little bit of pinstripe pride, and that's all it's about the rest of the way. There are 11 games left. There's four series, including this one, in the Bronx. 11 games left in the Bronx home games It's about you know them going out and finishing above 500. Hooray! They're 69 and 69. I think Brian Hoke put out there there. Sixty nine and sixty nine for the first time since nineteen sixty nine. After sweeping the Houston Astros, and I don't think enough people are talking about the pitching in Houston. It's all about the kids hitting, the RBI that uh, you know, Peraza, Pereira, Wells, Demi- like you know, we we know, Jason Dominguez. He is what we thought he was. I'm glad. I'm happy for the Yankee fans that just wanted to be able to enjoy watching Yankees baseball. I said that in my Tell Me Something Cool today. It was miserable watching the month of August. But this weekend was exciting. It gave you a postseason vibe because the Yankees had traveled there so much. And they go and handle business. And now they are playing free. Now it seems like they're not playing so tight, intense, and pressing, and good. Finish the season out. Win as many games as you can. Let the kids play. Let's see what we have in the future and and play loose, play free. And that's my segue into the Mets. I said that the Mets season ended in June and the Yankees season ended in August. So the Mets had two months to realize, hey, this is over. We got to go out and play this kids game for fun. Play it for ourselves, our teammates, our family, our friends, our city. And just go out there and compete and try and win games and don't be so miserable about it. And then the Make It Happen Mets, you know, they call up the kids and they have some games that they win, some series that they win, and then tonight is a game where you get fat on a division rival that uh, is just not good, even though they beat the Yankees. You go down to the nation's capital and put up five homers. Like I said in my open, you got uh, Francisco Alvarez homering. Francisco Lindor homering, Mark Vientos had a triple, Nimmo homer twice, Alonzo homer for 42, and it's just fun to watch that, right? Now we have all turned the page in New York as fans to, okay, the games don't matter. I think the fan base, the front office, and the players on both sides understand that these games are tryouts for next year, that these games are exhibition, if you want to call them that. And there's a lighter feeling to the whole thing. It's it's that fast that this changed. In June, the June swoon with the Mets fans. That was when panic set in. And then obviously at the deadline, when you sell at the deadline, it's officially over. And for the Yankee fan, you know, the deadline comes to start the month of August. The Yankees do nothing. And then they go on to lose nine in a row. And I know for me personally, it was hard. This is the worst Yankee season of my entire life. And I happen to be on the radio at WFAN. I happen to be in the media. I happen to have a following in the Yankees Twitter space. Like, this is tough. I can't hide my emotions. Like, I can't hide my pain. I can't hide my frustration. It certainly got to me. But I felt like this weekend, just turning the page to September, and seeing how they played with these young kids that are bright-eyed and happy to be there, that – I've spoken about that because that's what I felt last year when Oswaldo Cabrera came up and shout out to Oswaldo. I feel like he's been left out of this young group because he was the opening day starter in left field. He came up last year. He was up and down this season. He pretty much has been with the team, but he's a young guy as well. But yeah, I think that was the hardest thing for me in August was just to flip the page to say, yo, the season's over. I think I was so mad about another lost season, failed season. And, uh, coming off the heels of a ALCS, I just didn't see this coming, so I wasn't able to, you know, mid March or um, mid March, <laughs> mid August. Say, all right, uh, uh, this is over with, because part of you is hoping that they figure it out. Part of you is hoping that they don't lose nine in a row. But no, it's over. It's over. And I know eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We already have someone to say Yankees aren't dead yet. Call me up and sell me on it. Call me up and and do the math. Call me up and tell me who they're going to beat, when they're going to beat them, who's going to lose so that your New York Yankees can waltz into the, I, I'm good, I'm good. I, I told you I was off the roller coaster July 16th, and then I came in here Monday, July 17th, and I said, they're a dead team walking. They're not getting Shohei Otani. You guys can ride the roller coaster the rest of the way, I'll watch, and I do want to enjoy the rest of the season. I do want to enjoy the rest of the games. I'll probably go to one or two more games at the stadium and enjoy it for what it is because I'll I'll definitely miss baseball when they do close up Yankee Stadium and we don't have it, but, like, now I'm I'm there. Like, I'm just trying to enjoy the rest of the ride, watch these kids play, watch Garrett Cole on his conquest to win the AL Cy Young. You know, I said history made again tonight, John Carlos Stanton with 400 and uh, judge hit 250 jason dominguez whatever he can do great great we have we have shifted we have turned turned the page to the season is over we wave the white flag let's just see what the kids can do and let's compete right aaron boone talking about kicking ass now <laughs> booney <laughs> such a such a boone quote now oh now we're kicking ass yeah now that we're playing spoilers so I'll accept that. That That's fine. That is what it is. Let's go, Yanks. Play spoiler. Same thing for the Mets. Beat teams that are uh, on your schedule the rest of the way. Win games and end the season on a high note. Pad your stats. Add your hits, RBI, home runs, stolen bases, whatever you can do. Because here in New York, we're about to flip the page to football. And I don't even know if baseball will be on the back burner Once we get to Thursday, and we can't even get to Thursday without Travis Kelsey is hurt. I mean, (laughs) I just mentioned the fantasy football draft. I almost took Kelsey, too. I had a number five pick. Was this close to taking Kelsey? Nope. Austin Eckler fell to me, so I took Austin Eckler, and he better stay healthy. But, yeah, uh, this guy might not play in week one, and that's fine. Uh, Patrick Mahomes doesn't care. He'll throw the ball to whoever he needs to. But Cooper Cup is another one. Cooper Cup is going to miss some time. And uh, football's a long season, man. And these NFL teams, these NFL players, they don't don't think with fantasy football in their mind at all. (laughs) They don't care about your fantasy team at all. Uh, Travis Kelsey wants to be healthy for the long run. Cooper Cup for the long run. But, you know, the NFL is king because of all of these things around it. Because of fantasy. Because of parlays. Because of survivor pools because of tailgating, because of every bar and restaurant on Sunday in America is going to have the games on. There are different cities with different cultures and fan bases, and uh, it's a a national pastime more than baseball in in a different way. They literally own Sundays, but then they've got some uh, stake in Monday and Thursday as well. So we're walking into it. We're walking into it, folks. I can't wait. I mean, as far as the Jets and the Giants are concerned, I – I think it's interesting how we manufactured a rivalry um, from last week's episode of Hard Knocks to now. Ski! I mean, I think that (laughs) there has always been a rivalry because that's just New York, right? This town ain't big enough for the both of us. I think there's obviously a natural rivalry because, you know, in every sport there's multiple teams. But... There's no real rivalry between the Jets and the Giants cuz they only play each other every 4 years and they're in different conferences. But this year they play. So I think here at WF uh, WFAN we definitely stirred the pot. And WFAN has been trending, I've noticed. I sent the email to Spike like 2 weeks ago. I'm like, is it just my Twitter or is it I'm like WFAN WFAN literally the the letters WFAN on X Twitter the Elon Musk machine. It trends every week. Good, bad, ugly. Uh, no such publicity is bad publicity. There's definitely some folks that are uh, upset with some things that our hosts have had to say. I've caught a couple strays, but there's no take that I've had or no clip of me that has really been in the mix too much, getting too much smoke, but whatever, man, it is what it is. I can't wait for this Sunday and Monday so we actually have football to talk about. Not what happened in preseason, not what somebody said, like, I don't care what DJ Reed has to say in late August, early September. He should be confident. He says, I'm very confident. I think we have the potential to be the best defense in the NFL. Honestly, I think we can be historical. Not just the best defense in the league, but I think we can be a historical defense like the 85-86 Bears and the Legion of Boom in 2013. I think we can be that dominant if we just put all the things together that's what you're supposed to feel. And he's like you're you're the second best corner on your team. You're a guy that like we don't even think about when we think of the best players on the Jets defense. You know, talk your talk. But now you got to walk the walk. And one thing about the Jets and the Jets fans, it's about the turn. So that's why I've been all positive cuz I know when Hard Knocks came out, I was like, this is a curse. Nobody ever won the Super Bowl being on Hard But But positive energy, right? Positive energy with the Yankees and the Mets. Ah, you know, disaster of a season. But let's just finish it out. Positive energy uh, the rest is way here because it's about to shift. Once we get into the NFL season, the Jets have a huge target on their back. They are the hunted. And they have to be ready every single week, including the week where they're going to be battling the team that shares their stadium to take everybody's best shot, everybody's best punch. And the Jets have not been that in a long time. Are they going to be able to respond to that? Are they going to be able to handle that? Are they going to be able to handle NFL players trying to knock them off to prove a point? Because it seems like in the last six months, there are other fan bases and players, analysts that are like, It's been too much with the Jets. I can't stand the Jets. So this is going to be an interesting season. The Giants are supposedly flying under the radar, but they're not flying under the radar. I've said this multiple times. You have a $40 million quarterback. You can't fly under the radar. You have the coach of the year. You can't fly under the radar. They have a GM that has made a ton of moves in the last year to improve the team and bring in players with talent. They're not flying under the radar. They'll have a big target on their back as well. We're this close. Are you ready for some football? I am so we can actually talk about what happens to these other teams, these players, the games, and not speculate and and go off hype. So don't believe the hype. Take it week by week. 877-337-6666. We'll talk Yanks. We'll talk Mets. We'll talk Giants, Jets. And at some point, I have to talk about the weekend that was with college football. I don't know. How much you guys are into college football? I played college football. I've always been into college football. I can watch any college. You could probably call me up. I could tell you, you know, what name of college. I'll tell you what conference they play in, what city they play in. I love college football. And this past weekend, Saturday, even Sunday, uh, I hit, I, I turned $5 into $475 betting on the Florida State Seminoles. That was a team I grew up rooting for. And then I missed the game last night, but Duke knocks off Clemson, man. It's the most wonderful time. Next thing you know, we'll have hockey, we'll have basketball, and we'll be super lit.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?